Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. It's every week, you know, every single week. We think we're going to get some news, some big news, and we don't get big news. But we do have good news to talk about because the Eagles did actually sign a free agent. They signed a couple. I'm stunned, just as you are. Um, Let's talk first about the important one here. You know, um, Anthony Harris from the Vikings, the safety. That's an unbelievably good move. I mean, listen, he played on the franchise tag last year, or yeah, was it last season? Yeah, last season for the Vikings. So when you hear that, that should tell you that the Vikings valued him as a player. Now, last season, he, I think he had six interceptions in 2019. He had zero last year. And again, that could be a million things. I mean, it's, I'm not going to sit here and say it's ideal. It's not. He's 29. He's going to be 30. So, I mean, is age a factor? I, I, I'd i assume not. I, I know people like to look. They try to find excuses. Last season did not go the way it was supposed to go for the Vikings. That's obvious. There was a lot of things that went different for them. And clearly turning the ball over was one of them, th- uh, in terms of their defense, was one of the bigger issues. So what do the Eagles get? They get a guy here on a $5 million deal, a motivated player, Who's comfortable with the system? He's familiar with Jonathan Gannon. You saw the video of him arriving to the Novacare complex, and Jonathan Gannon's the first guy to give him a big hug. Like you could tell. Listen, when they do this player personnel and and you know Howie Roseman, and I know he's you know the guy everybody shoots the arrows at as you know, but that's his job. That's what's going to happen. Don't think that the the coordinators aren't playing a part in who comes in. Like Jim Schwartz did that forever, forever. When we signed Malik Jackson. People forget that's because Jim Schwartz told told Howie Roseman the one thing he wanted was another defensive tackle to pair with Fletcher Cox. So they signed Malik Jackson. Jonathan Gannon is out there going to tell them, hey, I want this. I These are players I like. If you can get these guys, that would be great. And that's what they did. They brought in, you know, Harris. Now, they got an Abrams. They, he's another safety. Um, you know, I, my guess would be he's going to be more or less going to be um, a special teams player. You know, they like again, but that replaces Jalen Mills. Now, they haven't done anything at corner. Dory Jackson was a, you know, name out there, and he ends up getting like $13 million a year from the Giants, which is incredible because to me, when you look at that contract here, I, I follow USC. I'm a USC guy. Dory Jackson was a good player there. I mean, he was not a special corner by any stretch, but he was a very good returner. Um, he had a good year, he had a couple good years for the Titans. They chose not to pick up a $10 million a year option on him. Like, the Eagles just did that with Barnett. They chose not to do it, and the Giants gave him more money. Generally, that doesn't work out. I mean, hey, if it does, good for them. And I listen, the Giants are, like, going all in here. Look what they're doing. I mean, Galladay, you know, now Adoree Jackson. They were close last year, and they know they were close. They're, that team is, and again, they're getting Saquon Barkley back. Again, for the Giants, it's all going to come down on the right shoulder of Daniel Jones because they have a lot of good players now on that team. Their defense is really good. Their offense is really talented. I mean, Darius Slayton, you know, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram. They got to fix their offensive line. I, I would assume in the draft now, 
Like when you signed Galladay, I mean, I, I thought a lot of people thought they'd be a destination for potentially Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell if they fell. My guess now is that they're going to probably look... Huh, that's a really good... I, they probably look for an edge rusher if possible. I mean, potentially an offensive lineman if possible as well. But that's the thing here. When you look at the Giants, you're not seeing too many holes. And hey, that's good for them. And, and same thing with Washington. You know, they got Fitzpatrick in there now. So, I mean, the division is getting better. I know everybody thinks the NFC East is a, this huge laughing stock. And last season it was. I, I completely agree. But it, these things, the ebbs and flows. I mean, I remember a couple of years, what was it ago, that remember the NFC West was the big laughing stock. Then it became the best division of football. Well, that's kind of what's happening here. We're, we're, we've seen the bottom here. This was the bottom. It's only going to get tougher and tougher. But if you tell me the Eagles can win this division, they absolutely can. Look at the da- uh, Look at Dallas. Dallas needs to still figure out their secondary. They figured out their quarterback, finally, two years too late. But, I mean, they they have a loaded offense. Gallup, Lamb, you know, Cooper, Elliott. They need help on their offensive line, for sure. They do, but don't think Dallas is going to be bad. I mean, trust me, they just got a lot better with Dak Prescott coming back. So it's going to be a lot harder. Seven wins is not going to win the division next year. That's a spoiler. So do I think the Eagles can win? Of course I do. I absolutely 100% think the Eagles can win that division. I really do. I think Jalen Hurts is a considerable upgrade over Carson Wentz, especially the guy who played last season. Heck, any high school quarterback listening on this planet could be an upgrade over Carson Wentz, what he put on the field last year. It was terrible. You know, and I know he went on the Pat McAfee show. I heard his things about, you know, how he wanted to be in Indianapolis because it's close to his wife's family and all that. Hey, and I know people are like, well, he just wasn't built for Philadelphia and whatever. Maybe he wasn't. I, I'm sure this wasn't his number one choice of a place to go. He's a hunter. But, I mean, he's gone. So what happens now? We have Jalen Hurts, and what do the Eagles do? They bring in a backup quarterback here, Joe Flacco. And I saw so many people flipping out over Joe Flacco. And I want to ask you this. Why? 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 Why are you mad that the Eagles signed Joe Flacco to be the backup quarterback? I get it. It's $3.5 million base. It has incentives to go up. Well, those incentives are in place if he has to play, by the way. You you really think, like, who were they going to get that was better? He was by far the best quarterback available in terms of a backup quarterback. He's better than Cole. I know people don't want to hear this. He's better than Colt McCoy. Oh, well, Colt McCoy fits more or less... Guys, he won a Super Bowl. I get it. Last year, you saw him, and he had a terrible game. I, I know. I, I think it was the first game he played. It was brutal. But that that Monday night game against the Patriots, he was unbelievable in that game. And that's what, listen, this all hinges on Jalen Hurts. So here's what happens when you get a guy like Flacco. One, he can help push him in camp a little bit. It's not, listen, I know like, oh man, this is going to be an open competition. It's not an open competition. Open competition insinuates to me that Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the starter in day one. He'd have to have the most brutal training camp maybe of all time for him to not go in. This thing is being built around him. But guess what Joe Flacco does give him? Experience. A veteran. He's going to help Jalen Hurts grow as a quarterback. This is an unbelievable move. This is an A-plus move. Sometimes you got to spend a little, and at that position, you spend a little bit. And you know why? Because you're hoping that Joe Flacco could help mentor Jalen Hurts a little bit. He's an experienced pro. He's a proven winner. He's bringing that into the quarterback room. Remember how revered everybody said Josh McCown was 
because we saw the all or nothing, you know, Amazon show from the 2018-2019 season. Or 2019, I'm sorry, 2020 season. And, uh, you know, how great it was having McCown in that room and how it helped Wentz. And it clearly helped Wentz because he, he violently regressed the year after McCown was gone. But, I mean, really, think about it. That's what Joe Flacco is bringing in. Joe Flacco is, is a proven winner. It's a great move. He was by far the best option available. And they got him for $3.5 million. I know people go, oh, that's a lot of money. Well, Tyrod Taylor got $12 million. Jacoby Brissett got $5 million. Where, where were you going? The quarterback market, it, it, it's up. I know it, this is like people like think about this five years ago. They gave Chase Daniel twenty one million dollars. <laughs> Chase Daniel, he never even played. You're getting mad that the Eagles gave a Super Bowl champion three and a half. Please love it. A plus move. I think the two free agent signings they have made, like the ones that have guys that are going to be significant players on this team, were both really good. A safety and a or a safety and a quarterback. Now, they, they were in on Juju Smith-Schuster. They didn't get him. Now, what are my thoughts on that? I mean, it's really good. I, like I said, I try to use free agency to tell me what the Eagles want to do in the draft. Do I think the Eagles signing a safety for a one-year, $5 million deal tells me that they're going to not address safety in the draft? It does not. It does concern me on their thoughts on Kayvon Wallace. I don't know what Kayvon Wallace is. I know everybody thought Kayvon Wallace is going to be this like gem player, and hopefully he is. He could be. Listen, people want to be a little harsh on him because you know I listened to Q and A, and I heard you know they were Jason Avant was very critical of the you know the angles that Kayvon Wallace takes in terms of like the way he was stuffing the run last year. And hey, he didn't have a training camp. There was no training camp. You cannot fairly judge any rookie last season. I'm sorry, that's just the truth of it. This year, we're hoping to have OTAs. They're hoping to have mini camps. They're hoping to have training camps. I know the Players Association did not want that. They wanted a virtual. Trust me. And by the way, when the Players Association says that, everybody assumes that's players in all. It's not. It's just the veteran players. They don't want it. Trust me. Rookie players like Jalen Hurts, who needs it, they want it. And the NFL has to figure out a way to do it safely, and I'm sure they will come up with something, and I hope they do. Because OTAs are very important. So let's talk about the draft. Let's dive into this draft because here it is. Free agency's going. Zach Ertz still hasn't been traded. Uh, you know, there, there's things out here. I mean, but the bigger guys are off the board right now for, like I said, the Eagles did show interest in Juju Smith-Schuster. So that tells me it, it opens the door to what they can do at six. Like, let's just say the Eagles had signed Schuster. They signed him to a two-year deal. Let's just say he had said yes. Well, what does that mean? Well, Schuster played strictly more inside last year. He was not an X or like, you know what I mean? He was not a, a Z. He was more of a Y. Uh, I, I'm thinking that the that this draft, I mean, like we're all thinking it's Chase or it's Pitts or it's Waddle or it's Smith. If they had signed Schuster, that would absolutely without question tell me that Caleb Farley, you know, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, those guys would have been in play for their first-round pick. It would more or less tell me that the chances of the Eagles trading down would be bigger because, remember, Smith-Schuster is young. So it would have been a smart move to get it. Hey, if you could get him in there, that's great. But, I mean, he's not going on the outside. Now, maybe they put him in there and they get a guy like Jamar Chase. Now your wide receivers are Chase, Rager, and Schuster. And now you're really cooking with something there. But 
Uh, listen, everybody knows the guy I want, the guy I would prefer the Eagles draft is Jalen Waddle. That is the guy still right now. I'm watching more tape on a lot of these guys. And listen, Kyle Pitts is a weapon. He's not a tight end. I know everybody thinks he's a tight end. I, I see, I like watched a lot of Kyle Pitts and he could play outside. Absolutely can. He could box people out. There's a lot of small corners in the NFL. And if they're lining up outside with Kyle Pitts, trust me, because guess what? You're not lining a linebacker up on him. He can't guard him. He's too fast. You're, you're, you're not going to put, you know, a safety on him. He's too fast. So if you put one of your better corners on it, he's going to be bigger. Kyle Pitts is, is, I know a lot of people like see him and they just see tight end. They go, you're going to draft a tight end. Then Well, he's not a tight end. He could play tight end for sure. But if him and Goddard are drafted, it doesn't mean that they're going, um, you know, 12 personnel. They could go 11 personnel and he could just play the X. My board right now, if I was running the Eagles board, and again, I get it. Trevor Lawrence is going to be one, but let's just take the quarterbacks off. I'm going Waddle. And again, this this is subject to change every week. The more I watch, but right now still is Waddle. I think Waddle presents a lot of things that the Eagles need. Listen, they want to get faster. They've tried to get faster. The whole point of Jalen Rager was because they wanted to get faster. Jalen Waddle is not going to play X, though. I get that. I Listen, I am understanding of that. I, I know that's what you'd ideally want. I still think Travis Fulgham could play that position. I believe in Travis Fulgham. I really do. I think Travis Fulgham has potential. I'm not quitting on him. I would not mind a, a setup here like this. This would be your 11 personnel. You'd go, obviously, Hurts and Sanders and Goddard, and then your wide receivers are Fulgham, Rager, and Waddle in the slot. And Waddle's a vertical slot. You know what I mean? He's unbelievably fast. He has great catch. Like At the point of the catch, he's unbelievable at it. He can make some unbelievable catches. Waddle always stuck out to me when I watched Alabama. He just did. Now... What do I think about the other guy at Alabama, Devontae Smith? I think that he is being criminally underrated all of a sudden. It's like they said, it's the Justin Jefferson thing. They're trying to poke holes in Devontae Smith. I said this last week. I'm going to continue to say it. He is unbelievable. His size is just like, we're not asking him to block. You know what I mean? We're not saying, hey, we need you to go block Von Miller. No, he's playing wide receiver. I'm pretty sure if I asked Devontae Smith to go block Ronald Darby, he could do it. You know what I mean? And you're not drafting wide receivers based on their blocking ability in the top 10. That's just how it... Not Listen, I get it. You want that. Clearly, I'd want that. I want a guy who could do everything. Those are the best football players. But I can assure you this. If you think, man, Devontae Smith does everything, but you know his blocking's a little eh, that's not going to drop him down many draft boards. It's just the truth. His size is an issue. His size is an issue. He's been that same size his whole career. His size, though, is an issue now. And I get it, Jamar Chase. I know a lot of people are high on Jamar Chase because he is a true X receiver. I just, listen, I get it. I'm just not the biggest fan of somebody sitting out here. And, I, and like I said, I saw Micah Parsons' um, pro day today. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable how fast he is. Trust me, if... if He's on my board if I'm the Eagles. For sure, you have to. You have to look at a guy like that. He is an unbelievable defensive weapon. He really is. Like, he, he is going to be a really good football player. He's a big, strong, fast guy. He could cover so much field. Like, 
Watch the Super Bowl. Watch the two guys in the middle for Tampa Bay who took that game over. Their two linebackers took the game over. Don't tell me linebacker is an undervalued position. Just because one team does it doesn't mean that's the way the league should be. They're picking sixth here. I keep... Listen, the dream scenario is they go down to nine. They... Listen... You can go down to nine in this draft. You really could. There are so many good football players here that you're going to get at nine no matter what. Because remember, you could X these names out. Lawrence and Wilson. They're out. Sewell. Like at nine, so there's six guys right there. So if you have six, and again, that's not saying Fields, that's not saying Jones, that's not saying Lance, that's not saying any of them. Like right there. If you have a board of six, and, and trust me, I don't have a board of six. I have a board of seven. Because like, Micah Parsons is officially on that board. But if you could get one of these seven guys, right? If you can get, and again, I know Farley. I'm going to put a question on him because he had a little bit of that injury, so I don't know what that is. He would be the bottom guy then. But okay, let's just go with the six then. It would be if you can get Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Patrick Sertan, or uh, Micah Parsons. They all make your team better. By the way, Sertan, 18 reps at 225. I think he weighed in at 210, six foot. I see all these drafts, and again, mock drafts mean nothing because all it takes is one team to think differently. But he's falling down boards. So let me tell you this. If, if the 15th pick in the draft happens, that's New England's. And... After that, Patrick Sertan is still on the board. And let's say the Eagles pick six. They don't, ideally in this situation, I'd hope they move down and acquire another pick. But let's just say they pick at six and they pick Jamar Chase. Well, guess what? If at 15, I see Patrick Sertan's name there, still available, I'm calling every team that picks after them to move up. I mean it. If you can have a draft where you get... Uh, a Jalen Waddle, a Jamar Chase, a Devontae Smith, a Kyle Pitts, and a Patrick Sertan? Like, you compare one of those four guys with Patrick Sertan? That's a grand slam. And if it involves trading your second, a third, a first next year, because remember, you have two of them, so be it. Sertan is unbelievable. He's so good. He's so good, and he's being so underappreciated, and I don't know why. He played in the SEC. His father was an all-pro corner. Like, he plays the same position. It's like these Alabama guys. People just look to go, well, they, they clearly something's got to be up. They only dominated college football, right? They dominated last season. They were a dominant, a dominant undefeated champion. And we're looking to poke holes in the roster on that team for other guys? Like, do you understand that? Did you watch the two playoff games? Did you see anybody even remotely try to throw the ball at Patrick Sertan? Like, I remember Notre Dame's game plan was, look the other side of the field. Take that one out. We're not going there. They're playing in a playoff, and they're saying that. Why? Oh, because that guy is so damn good. And people are complaining? Trust me, if the Eagles picked him at six, you would not hear one single complaint come out of my mouth about picking a guy like Patrick Sertan. Because our corners suck. Remember, it's the Avante Maddox and Darius Slay show. And one of those two is completely untrusting and always hurt. 
We've been craving corners in Philadelphia for so long. And, you know, like I said, if this guy slides in the draft, which would be, you know, not good for him, obviously, but phenomenal for the Eagles, I'm all over this. I am all over a Patrick Sertan drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles. I am all over doing what it takes to go get him. Like, that's not being talked about enough. Like, the Eagles have an early second-round pick. They have an additional first-round pick next year. It doesn't mean you have to take that. Like, you could package those picks. Remember what the Ravens traded the Eagles to go up to get Lamar Jackson at 32. Now, again, I get it. It was the 32nd pick. But, I mean, the Ravens didn't give us their first-rounder the next year. I think it was like two seconds. They gave us their second that year and an additional second the next year. It wasn't a lot. And we went back 16 spots in the draft. So so please, th- spare me. Spare me with the, that this is, you know, the, the price. and all. Like, Listen, if they come out of this draft with either, and, and now again, I get it. You may not be able to trade up. Just because you want to doesn't mean these teams are going to take, it's not like there's a standard price you have to pay. But I will say this. There's a kid I do like from Northwestern, Newsom. I think he's going to be really good as a corner. He would be my number one target in round two if he's still there. Now, again, I have no earthly idea if he will be. Probably won't. But if he's sitting there and the Eagles get him, with that's another. Because he's on my board, he's third. I think he's the third best corner. I, I get J.C. Horn. I, hear, I, I like that kid from what I've seen. Like I said, if they pick a receiver or tight end, or, you know, like a tight end, weapon, at six, nine, whatever, wherever it is, the second round and the third round are corner. They're picking th- two of their next three picks better be corners because they got to fix the secondary. We will start getting some more draft news here, though. Now, it, again, the focus is finally shifting. We're finally getting into draft central here. Ideally, in this draft, we want to run a quarterbacks. We do. It'll help the Eagles. You want Denver to have to trade up. You want Carolina to have to trade up. Trust me, if Carolina's coming up, they're not just giving the Eagles a second-round pick. That's not what it's going to be. Like I think, what was it, when Chicago traded up from 3-2 to two to pick Trubisky, I'm pretty sure they gave the Niners an additional first-round pick. Again, I don't, don't quote me on that. I don't remember it exactly. But if, we're going, if a team's going from 8-6, to six, we're not just getting their second-round pick. It's not just that. And trust me, that's the, if they're going from 8 to 6, they're going to pick a quarterback, a guy we weren't picking anyway. So then the only thing you're doing is risking one draft or one guy or team picking them. That's Detroit, who may be picking a wide receiver. So it, it, it is a risk. I think next week what I'm going to do is something I haven't done before. I'm going to reach out to a couple of my friends, a couple of Eagles friends here, and I'm going to ask them, to give me a question. A question. Just something they want. I'm going to have them do it. I'm going to look look up these answers. I'm going to have them do it early in the week. What is a question you would want to ask the Eagles? And I will do you my very best to give you the answer that the Eagles will give and the E answer I would give you. Because guess what? There isn't a lot going on right now. We don't have the money to be big players here, but hey, we didn't have the money and we almost signed Juju Smith-Schuster. You know what I mean? We got involved there. 
They got involved in Deshaun Watson talks. They got involved, like, the Eagles are always involved. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go. Thank you.